When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. A little short Love Friday today because at 4.30 Eastern time, we get you ready for Game 4 of the ALCS. As the Game 5 of the ALCS, excuse me, the Houston Nationals will take on the Texas Rangers Series tied at 2. So before we get to all of that, our man Harry Douglas is so dialed in for this weekend that has absolutely nothing to do with Penn State, Ohio State. He'll be a part of that on YouTube and other social media with the pregame part of game day. That's tomorrow from anywhere from 8.30 after in the morning till 9.30. And also for the NFL weekend, this guy, Harry Douglas, is so locked in where he's at in Columbus, Ohio, at our affiliate, great affiliate out there in Columbus, Ohio at ESPN Radio. They have a papa shot literally down the hallway from the studio. And what was Harry Douglas doing Five minutes before the show got started, getting some shots up like he's about to play LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers to open up the NBA season. Well, basketball season is about to start, right? So I thought it was, you know, meaningful for me to go over there. As soon as, as, soon as I walked into the studio, uh-huh. you know, Ted came out there and got me. As soon as I walked in, I said, oh, yeah. there's an air hockey table. Uh-huh. There's a ping pong table. Uh-huh. There's a papa shot. Uh-huh. And I told Ted, I said, man, I got to get some shots up before the show starts. <laughs> He's like, go right ahead, man. Go right ahead, Harry. Go right ahead. Go right don't mock Ted. Ted's a good guy. Don't mock him. He's not a good guy. He's a great guy. That's right. Don't Ted, mock Ted him. Ted made sure that I had everything that I needed. Right. Wi-Fi, earphones, gave me a mic cover, everything. So Ted's the man here uh-huh. in Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, that is. But, uh-huh. you know, five minutes before the show, Freddie, what, what did I say? I was like, oh, I didn't get my shots up yet. <laughs> me, me Literally Devin, ran in there. Yeah, yeah, no. Me, Devin <laughs> and Shannon Ben, our producer's going, wait, what's that now? We, we knew you weren't kidding. <laughs> we're kind of hoping that you were, but we knew that you weren't. Hey, but, you know, I had to get right. Just You know, I never know when I'm going to have to get Devin 40. Oh, here we go. Devin, yeah, respond, please. Yeah, defend yourself, Devin, Devin Kane. You defend don't yourself. To, no. You don't need to. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm about waiting. to say, yeah, the, the invitation has been already put out there. We're still waiting for acceptance from you, Harry Douglas. Yeah, we're going to just play horse. You know, I had some injuries in my uh, career, y'all. There. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't get up and down the court like I used to. Already. You know. Tick, 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 when it comes to that with Harry Douglas, all of a sudden he was sending the invitation to kind of change the rules. I'm giving him 40. Devin uh, Kane, I'm uh-huh. giving you 40. Yeah, not, be, not 40. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you a 40. Yeah, you may be giving him a 40 ounce, maybe not 40 in the basketball court when it's all <laughs> said and done. You can hit us up anytime you want. Be a part of the Freddie and Harry Nation, part of Dr. Pepper calling in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. And you can always be part of the thing that we like to call. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing. The main the main thing with Freddie and Harry. So everything got started last night. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they beat the New Orleans Saints 31-24. to Before we look ahead, two massive matchups this weekend in the NFL. Lions and the Baltimore Ravens and the Dolphins and the Eagles. But Harry, you, you played in that division. Yeah. You can't stand the Saints. As a mighty member of our nation of the Atlanta Falcons, I know how much love you do not have for the who-dat nation down in New Orleans. But what is wrong with this team being three and four with that kind of talent and that kind of defense and then one game below 500? Yeah, I, I think, Fred, this offense has not been hit, hitting on all cylinders, right? And they have the pieces. They have the pieces on paper. But something is missing within this offense. And you look at Derek Carr last night, and you kind of seen some of his frustration. He threw that pit six. But it was the time that he threw a go route to Chris Olave, right? Mm-hmm. And the ball was out of bounds, drastically out of bounds, and he's yelling and screaming to run. And I'm like, well, damn, if he did run, he wouldn't have had an opportunity to catch it because you <laughs> threw it out of bounds. So you you can obviously see right there there's some disconnect uh, offensively. The offensive line hasn't been this best, but they have the skill position people. Absolutely. And if they get it together, then 
we're having a different conversation. Unfortunately, that offense has been the Achilles heel of this team this year, and it's part of the reason why they have four losses and only three wins. And, you know, I can never get sick and tired of the New Orleans Saints losing. Here we go. Never, ever, ever. Here we go. Here we ever, go. Ever, ever, ever. Here we go. But I, we got to give Trevor Lawrence some love, though, because, you yep. know, T-Law mm-hmm. went out there, played injured, mm-hmm. got hurt. Mm-hmm. It wasn't only his arm. It was also him, the, the ability to utilize his legs. And I got to give some credit to the defense of, of Jacksonville. When they needed to make plays, they stepped up and did so. Did they have some blemishes here and there? Yeah. Yes. Was it the prettiest game for Jacksonville? No, but it's like that sometimes. And this is a ball club now. When you look at their record, they're 5-2, and two, right? And remember before they played the Buffalo Bills, that offense ha- hadn't played a, you know, fulfilled game up until this season. But it looks like the last three games, they're really starting to come into their own and really build something in Jacksonville and build something off of what they, you know, completed last year. And that's making the playoff and, and having a first-round win as well. You know, there's one thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars and in this four-game losing, four-game winning streak, excuse me, they have not scored less than 23 points. Beat your Falcons 23-7, to beat the Bills in London 25-20, to beat the Colts 37-20, to and then you come back four days later and you put up a 31-burger against a really good defense, a top-five, top-seven defense in the New Orleans Saints. But he's starting to become that dude once again, meaning Trevor Lawrence. Everybody wondered, could he make that step up? I think he's answered that question so far. And after this, they get a bye week because it is a bye week. You play a short week, to me, that's a bye week. You get extra time to get that knee right. Then you got the Steelers and the 49ers in back-to-back weeks. We're going to learn a little bit more about the Joshua Jaguars because now with a four-game winning streak after starting one and two, they are starting to believe down there in Duval when it comes to the Jaguars. Now, let me say this really quick about the Saints because that defense that we talk so glorious about, they went into that ball, well, left that ball game last night with zero sacks, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And when you needed them to make a play, it was two plays that allowed Trevor Lawrence and uh, company, Kristen Kirk, he hit him on a shallow route uh, coming across the field Absolutely. for a long touchdown, and that ended up being the game winner. But whenever you have your offense that's giving up points to the opposing team defense, and with the, which the Saints did last night because of the pick six, mm-hmm. then you're going to have those type of losses on your schedule. The Saints, they're going to have to figure some stuff out, man. Yeah, no because doubt this division that. is still wide open. And, you know, when my Falcons cannot play a game on Thursday night and you can watch a team in the division lose like the rival, the Saints, mm-hmm. it's a glorious Friday for me, Freddie. Yes. Glorious. It has not been a glorious weekend from the last weekend, but at least you get one day of glory. Yes, Lord. Yeah, exactly. You have, yes, to, yes. You have to tramp on somebody else's feelings, but, hey, that's where we are here Look, on Freddie and, and, and Harry. And God might not come when you want him to, but he's going to always be on time. Are we using God because the Saints yes, lost I last am, night? Freddie. How, yes, I am, Freddie. How blasphemous is that using God and Saints in the same thing? Because of the witchcraft. You your because of the witchcraft. Oh, oh, Hey, I know we're close to Halloween. We're not going to have that kind of pagan ritual <laughs> on this program. We're not doing that. <laughs> Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Like we mentioned, be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-729-3776. That's 888-729-3776. Say ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Harry being a pagan without the delicious taste of ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Two out-of-sight matchups about to happen this weekend in the National Football League. The best one that we believe is going to be the best one that we're looking forward to the most. 8-15 Eastern time, Sunday night at NBC. Both of these teams are 5-1, and one, but it feels like a different 5-1. and one. We got the Miami Dolphins on one side, Harry, and the Philadelphia Eagles on the other side. That game's going to be played in Philadelphia. To me, it's not about anything else. It's not about you celebrating the Saints losing. It's not about pagan rituals to help you Atlanta Falcons in this game. As far as I'm concerned with the Eagles, it's not about can you frighten Miami. How can the Philadelphia Eagles be the Philadelphia Eagles and not have to be concerned about how can we keep with the Dolphins? Because people said that about the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills said, oh, watch this work. We're not worried about that. We're going to be us. And they put it on a 40-20. to 20. The Eagles have to have that same philosophy against those boys on the other side, especially offensively with the Miami Dolphins. And it has to be their mindset, and I believe it is going to be their mindset. And I want people to understand this. When you're talking about teams that's in the upper echelon of the National Football League, right, they don't sit there and say, God, man, we're so worried about the Miami Dolphins. We have to match their energy. That, that's not their mindset. Right. They believe if they do what they're supposed to do, that they're going to come out on the winning side of things. And I think if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you have to feel comfortable with your guys, especially coming off a loss to the New York Jets. And you're hearing the, you know, the, 
the, the naysayers or the people that's not believing yeah. this week because of that game and Jalen Hurts not looking like he looked a year ago. I'm not one of those people because I believe they have too much tremendous leadership mm-hmm. on their side of things, whether it's offensively, defensively, and on their coaching staff to just say, you know what, we're going to go in the dumps. This is a huge game. And got to tell you a quick story. I'm on the field yeah. up here in Columbus. I'm at the shoe, uh-huh. and I get my phone ring, right? People in the Eagles organization. Okay. You know, I got to talk to my boy Julio today. I talked to my boy Julio Jones nice. today, man. Nice. How's yeah. he feeling? How's he feeling about he feeling being good. with that team? He's feeling good. I told him I'm going to be tuned in Sunday watching this matchup. And, okay. you know, I said, no, nah, I got to go. I got to work. Right. All right. Got to go. <laughs> He's not playing, is he? Is he going to be there playing? I, I, didn't, I didn't even ask him. Okay. I didn't even ask him. I, I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah. I thought inquiring I Harry Minds want to know about those kind of things. As I should, far that as was that goes. bad by me, huh? I'm not saying it's bad by you. Because Devin, I, I'll tell, Devin and I, Shannon said it's awful no, by no, no. you, but I'm not but, gonna but, say it's bad by you. But I tell you why you. though, because like when I, he, he's my brother for real, so it's Absolutely, like Absolutely, I get it. That's not the first thing that comes to my mind when I'm talking to him. Right. It's like, hey, Just man, how's, how he's fam, how's life? Yeah, right. I get it. No, Devin and Shannon completely disagree. Did he about say life. when when you said I gotta go to work? Did he say I I do too? Like he's bad. There you go, Devin. There you go. There you go. There you go. He always ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know Jamie Foxx said you got to make it do what it do, baby. That's right. Well, we'll see what the Eagles front seven can make it do against that Dolphins offense because Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, when he was on Green with Mike Greenberg today, he said, yeah, that front seven of Philadelphia, even without Jalen Carter. Philadelphia Eagles have a really good front, defensive front. I'm assuming that Jalen Carter's going to be back this week. That is a huge add to that Philadelphia Eagles front. If Miami deals with that Philadelphia Eagles front, if Mike McDaniel somehow neutralizes that front, Count me all in on the Miami Dolphins. Okay, here's something else because with a game like this, I'm, I don't want to say it has it's going to have a playoff feel. It can be a little bit early for that, but I thought the same thing about Eagles Jets. Then midway through the second quarter, I was like, man, this has like a playoff feel in December with these two teams. I'm expecting the same kind of thing, and I can't wait to see exactly because the first time the Miami Dolphins Harry had this kind of test, they got an F and a big old red F on their report card. We'll see if they've been able to learn from that. Again, going on the road in a more hostile place in Philadelphia to try to find a way to limit the Philadelphia Eagles in that defense, keep Jalen Hurts from being Jalen Hurts as we saw last year, and, oh, by the way, make sure your offense can really impose their will and not have that will imposed on them like the last time that happened to them in Buffalo when the Bills did that to them. Well, that's the thing for the Philadelphia Eagles and their defense and their defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, right? Can you can we generate that pressure with our defensive line? You talk right. about Brandon Graham, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, Hassan Riddick. Mm-hmm. All these guys, Jalen Carter, all these guys can rush the passer at a very, very high level. And we've seen in that Buffalo Bills matchup versus the Dolphins is that if you're able to get home, if you're able to disrupt the timing of everything that they want to do, right. your chances of winning that game, your chances of slowing the Miami Dolphins down increase drastically. Drastically. Right. So I know that's part of the game plan. And if they can get home, if you don't get home, uh-huh. understand that Tua gets the ball out quickly. So you have to get your hands up. You can't just rush the passer and he's getting the ball out and you're not getting your hands up. You getting your hands up deflecting passes yeah. has a major effect on the football game from a defensive perspective. If you're Philly, if you're batting balls down and they're not getting into the receiver's hands. And I also I'm curious about. You know, Philly defending the middle of the field because that's where Miami wants to attack any kind of Shanahan tree type offense. They want to attack the middle of the football field. So you have to be able to defend that if you're Philadelphia as well. You mentioned about Tua Tungavailoa and getting the ball to his hands quickly so that Philadelphia front four, that front seven can't get home to him. That's that's NFL right now. You cannot hold the ball and wait for guys because defense are not allowing you to do that. But if you hold the football and try to wait for that perfect play, you wind up turning over the football. And that was something Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, talked about saying, we can't do that like we did last week. And for the first time all season, we did not get away with that. You turn the ball over four times, you shouldn't expect to win. Plan on doing a better job of that as a team. You know, those guys are great players. They know they made mistakes. I know I made a mistake. Um, We all know we make mistakes, but it's about how you respond to it. And we have the confidence in one another to respond. They've spoken for themselves on that, so there's no need for me to comment on it. Jalen Hurts, and I hate to say this as a Cowboys fan, helping an Eagles quarterback, but dude, just let it go. You don't need to look at the guy on the other side too. Just do your thing, bro. Because when I've seen that, you're trying to be too perfect. The NFL is an imperfect place. (laughs) We live in an imperfect world. Be you. And if he is going to be him, that Dolphins defense, they've been suspect a lot this season. You're against an Eagles team that wants to get back to get right, meaning being that dynamic, explosive, but run the football team. 
And Harry, a big part of that, their quarterback has got to let it go. If he keeps waiting for the perfect route, for the perfect pass, for the perfect protection, he's going to get perfectly booed by the Philadelphia faithful because they do not suffer fools gladly when it comes to that. And it's important for Jalen Hurts uh, to do a lot of things that I've seen him do in 2022, and that's just take what the defense give you gives you. And, and I b- firmly believe in this. Never get tired of going to the bank and making deposits. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, okay, if you have a five-yard uh, sit route, sit down route over the ball, boom, hit it if it's there. If you have a six-yard quick out on the outside that you can throw to now, boom, hit that instead of searching for the big play. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Take what the defense gives you because second and five is better than second and ten. Especially now because you aren't offensively what you were a season ago. Also, that RPO game has to get back going right. for Philadelphia. Right. That's something that they did drastically last year. You know, the quarterback design runs, and I don't know if, you know, Philly, uh, if they're trying to, you know, save Jalen Hurts and don't want him to get hit, but that's a huge part of the offense as well. Yeah. They have to get back to some of those things mm-hmm. in which they had success. And I love when they go empty formation. That means there's nobody in the backfield, and they line up Devontae Smith to the short side of the field in the slot, though. So now sometimes defenses get confused, and they put their nickel defender, the guy who normally guards the slot, to the wide side of the field. Right. And now Devontae Smith is matched up with the linebacker or safety. They They – exploited that matchup multiple times, multiple games a season ago. So I think also Devontae Smith, man, get 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 that young man back going again because when him and A.J. Brown mm-hmm. are, you know, doing their thing, that's when this offense is phenomenal too, along with the run game and DeAndre Swift. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Who wins between not only the Eagles and Dolphins, but the Lions and the Ravens. We want to hear from you at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six two out of sight matchups. Sunday night, you got the Eagles hosting Miami. Lions, Ravens earlier. Who's win who will win either one of those games and why? Let us know at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And I can't believe, Harry, in twenty twenty three, we are talking about the Detroit Lions like this. What up, though? For the first time ever. We're talking about a franchise that has not won an NFL championship. Since 1957, in the days of Patsy, Fonzie, and everybody hanging out at Arnold's on Happy Days, <laughs> the last time they ever won an NFL championship. We have not talked about the Detroit Lions like this since Barry Sanders was running rampant up and down the NFL countryside, and they only made one NFC championship game. We have never talked about the Detroit Lions being the hunted instead of the hunter. They even have Mike Greenberg from Greeny, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time on ESPN Radio. They got him drinking that Hawaiian blue jersey Kool-Aid. Jared Goff is an elite NFL quarterback. He is playing elite football. He's the best quarterback in the NFC right now. The best. Inclusive of whoever you want. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. Jared Goff has played the best. The Lions are the best team in the NFC. What? If not for an overtime loss to Seattle, they'd be unbeaten. What? Mike Greenberg, noted Jets apologist, loving himself some Detroit fighting Jared Goffs. I'm not going to be the guy to say he's wrong. I'm not going to throw any kind of rain on their parade not doing that. But for the first time, I want to see how the Lions handle not just chasing, but trying to be caught with a Ravens team that has been in that situation before and is ready to show everybody you got that team better than us, oh, we're going to see about that on Sunday. Look, the part I think Mike Greenberg had right is that Jared Goff is playing better than anybody right now at that position. And it's not just the first six games of the 2023 season. It's dating back to the last 10 that they played in and Detroit Lions and Jared Goff had last year, right? Eight and two in those last 10 games and that carryover and that momentum uh, got pushed into 2023, and we mm-hmm. see this team at 5-1 and one right now. But this is a tough test because not only are you a physical, imposing-your-will type team, now you're going against that same liking in your opponent in the Baltimore Ravens. And I think the chess piece in this entire game, for me personally, is a guy like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. This is a game that I feel like Lamar Jackson could be the MVP. Lamar Jackson could be the guy that won the Heisman Trophy, can, can be the chess piece because of his skill set and the things that he can do when the play breaks down. Jared Goff doesn't have that ability, even right. though he's playing phenomenal. And I love his his pocket presence and the way he stands in there and delivers the football. Not only did I see it against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football, the first game of the year, him taking hits but still delivering, I seen that last game. Right. And the anticipation that he's throwing with, and he is part of the main reason why the Detroit Lions are in the position that they're in. But 
You know a matchup in this game that I'm interested in? What's that? The linebackers, right? Okay. Anzalone for the Detroit Lions, who's playing at a high level, yes, and also is. Roquan Smith, who's top five right now in tackles in the National Football League. Those two, which one of those linebackers okay. are going to fly around the most and uh, and cause the most havoc and put their defenses in a position to shut down or kind of taper the mm-hmm. opposing team's offense the most? Yeah, well, the best way you can combat both of those guys is to make sure that that running back is going to be there to run the football. You mm-hmm. can't just be about the quarterbacks throwing their way out of trouble. And I know Jared Goff is averaging close to 270 yards passing per game, completing over 69% of his passes. He has shown the ability that you take away that running game, you take away that, that option, that play action, that he can make those kind of throws. But that Ravens defense, even though they got some banged up guys in the secondary, they still can cover. And they still yep. got a great design that can all of a sudden have you see different things and see ghosts and all of a sudden you try not to get in touch your inner Sam Darnold, not being confused out there. I can't wait to see how, for the first time in a long time, we're talking about the Detroit Lions in a big game. Not opening night against Kansas City. Everybody's anticipating week one in the National Football League, and I give them a lot of credit going into Kansas City winning that game. But it's six weeks later, and people started talking about the Detroit Lions in a way that has never been talked about before. Not just as a team that can be good or a team that can challenge, but a team that can potentially get out of the NFC and get through the Super Bowl. We've never had these kind of conversations. No. It's like the moon replaced the earth and the earth replaced the moon and everybody thinks that everything's made of cheese. That's where we are, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so I can't wait to see how they handle being in a position that, to your point, that we've seen Lamar Jackson be in. At times he succeeded, at times he's failed. This is really a first for this organization. And when you think about it, really even a first for Jared Goff for the first time in a minute since he left the Los Angeles Rams, having the Lions where they are in a position where if they win this game, I can't even imagine, Harry, what that hype is going to sound like as they go into Baltimore, win another game on the road like they did early this year opening night when they went to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs by one point. And this is the second biggest game, I think, in the NFL this weekend. The first, I, I, I believe, yeah. is the Philadelphia Eagles sure. and the Miami Dolphins, and I think this is two. So I'm going to have my popcorn, grilled yes. cheese, whatever you want, oh, probably some Stabbers, some. Okay. Oh, they got gummy Skittles now. Oh, yeah. Skittles I'm not a Skittles fan. But I, had, I, I, I had some for the first time last weekend nah, in Seattle. Talking, well, the most important thing is when you get the grilled cheese, what's on it? I'll be doing lettuce and tomato. We're doing bacon. I know you're fasting so, and everything so, like that. So for my, son, look, for my son, we put mayo and tomato and lettuce on it. All right, there for we me, go. For um, me, it's just egg and cheese. Okay. I used to do egg, cheese, and ham, but, you know, I'm not All eating right. the, the pork and red meat and stuff. That's right. right. All works. Fasting. You know, exactly. The fasting or non-fasting, you know, pork, no pork, all works if you have the right kind of frame and mindset when it comes to making the perfect grilled cheese for a Sunday afternoon. Freddie and Harry together on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Saving you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you got to do is visit Progressive.com. Why are you laughing? What's wrong with you? What are you doing? Shannon <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Shannon, what are you doing? That's what I want to know. Call and Harry's like doing all these. I thought he's sending the signals from the sideline like supposed to guard on a pass route or something like that. Let us know who's going to win those games on Sunday. Lions in Baltimore versus the Ravens. That's early. Then Dolphins in Philadelphia versus the Eagles. That's late. 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you. Part of Freddie Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Saquon Barkley wants to stay a New York Giant. The question is, why? We'll get that answer next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
so fine. Settle down there, Harry. <laughs> My mind. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie coming together in this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Baby. Giving you all the healing you need. Whatever that is, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The New York Giants have not shown Saquon Barkley any love. So why does he want to stay? We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. What is wrong with you today, by the way? Because I'm thinking about this song. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the weather is changing. Uh-huh. Right? It's, it's cuddle season now. It's booed yes, up it season now. Yes, you know, is. if you were single, it's time to be not single anymore. It's getting, it's getting cold outside. <laughs> You need somebody to cuddle with. We're trying to help you out on Love Fridays. <laughs> well, you're going to say this, Shannon. says cuffing, cuffing, cuffing season. season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go get your little Boonopolis. <laughs> but then when Christmas comes, make sure five days before Christmas you get rid of them. Uh, oh, really? That's Christmas, what you don't have to wait that long. So you have to buy no gift for them. You ain't taking them home. Listen to, exactly, two, listen to two married men giving the worst single person advice <laughs> in the history of married people giving single people advice. Keep them, but right around the holidays, get, you get rid, rid of them. You and got then hope to. to find somebody on New Year's Eve. That is the worst piece of single people advice from married people I've ever heard in my life. That is the, the pay no attention to Harry and Shannon. You, you they know are what? not your love friends. You know what, baby? My New Year's resolution, I've messed up in the past. Let's start on a new tree. Let's start things over. Holidays over with. You ain't got to buy no gifts. Just oh. encouraging sliding back. That's basically what you're doing. Valentine's Day come around. Next I thing know. you know, you know what? I don't think this going to work. I really don't think it's going to work. Hey, that's called placing a franchise tag on them. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's what it is. Man, you keep it up, man. They're going to place the franchise tag on both of you. <laughs> and they're not going to, and they're not, and you're going to get tagged and not be it. That's why it's not You don't have to pay the contract. Oh, keep my it rolling. Goodness. And like, and like what Harry said, once Valentine's Day rolled around. So you're, oh. say, you're saying that because you got somebody. Hey, them single days was boy. Them single days was something else. Yeah, and you're saying hey, yeah, that because I, I you got think, somebody. I don't think this is going to work. Hi, Mrs. Douglas. Oh, you want to talk to Harry after the show? Don't worry, he'll be oh, no, expecting it, your it, call. It worked with oh, my baby. It worked with my love. Oh, no, honestly, you know what? It's what? not you, it's me. Really, I'm not ready. Right now. I'm exactly. Not, I'm, not, I'm not at a place I, right now. Mentally. I have some demons I need to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not the kind of man you need. You're more than I deserve. Yeah, I, yeah, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Let, me, let us know how you feel about the love of the two most important games in the NFL this weekend. Lions and Ravens early in Baltimore. Dolphins and Eagles late in Philadelphia. Who's going to win each one of those games? You can pick one or the other and why. 888-729-3776. Phillip in Pennsylvania, my friend, what you got? I'm Joe Mountain. Enjoy the show always. Appreciate and you, man. Harry, oh, and Harry, <laughs> yes, it's cut all the season, but uh, you just can't let them go. Thank you. just you. can't let them go like there's a love TKO either. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> School him, Philip. I think I need to let her go. <laughs> no, you better not. You better keep her. I know it's cheaper. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brother Phil, what you got, my friend? <laughs> okay, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about the um, Lions and the Ravens. Even though I'm a regurgitate because I'm born and raised from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> I'm taking the Ravens. Ooh. And the reason, reason, one main reason is the Lions are third worst in covering tight ends. And Mark Andrews hasn't had a game yet. Ooh. So for y'all people who like DFS, I'm giving you a little DFS, uh, a little tip on DraftKings from DFS also. Action Jackson will connect with. Uh, Mark Andrews at least once or twice in this game on National Tight End Weekend. Okay. Wow. He brought facts to the table. So I think an, an, another component that's very key for Baltimore in this game is they have to be better in the red zone. The last two yes, weeks, absolutely. I believe they're two and nine, two for nine in the red zone. That's very, very key. And I understand you have a phenomenal kicker, the best kicker in the lead in Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. But in games where you're playing the Detroit Lions, a team that is scoring at will and doing their thing and hitting on all cylinders, yeah. you have to capitalize. And I'm looking forward to that Mark Andrews game that absolutely. we haven't seen yet this year where he was just monstrous. He had a monstrous catch yeah. you know, against the Cleveland Browns. The and he did some, did some, did, did a few things there, but we haven't had that outstanding, oh, Mark Andrews is the dog. He's that dude type game yet from him this season. This could be a game that he can actually have that. No doubt about that. Key gig in Michigan, we got the two big games this weekend. Lions, Ravens, and the Eagles, and the Dolphins pick one game, and who's going to win it and why? Go ahead, Keegan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for having me. I love the show. Appreciate you. 
Hey, uh, so I was there for that Lions game when Justin Tucker hit that record field goal. We're getting revenge on Sunday. I don't care how many catches Marks Andrews catches. They're not beating the Lions on Sunday. I love that caller responding to Ooh. other callers. I like that. Yeah. And he brought receipts, too, saying, yeah, you got us once. You ain't getting us now. He, he ride around in his car talking about, so what up, though? I to know. the other caller. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Holla, baby. Holla, baby. I yeah, love yeah. this energy from Detroit Lions fans, and I love how they show up, uh, even for away games, mm-hmm. for their team. I, I think I, I honestly believe there's something that the NFL needed. Like another team like the Detroit Lions who haven't been relevant in so long, to have the season that they're ha- they're having, and I got to give the NFL credit because they sensed it. They 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 thought it would it, it could come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you put them on primetime football on Thursday night to start the year off, and they've right. been able to back up everything that you know the NFL and a lot of people thought about them coming into the year so far. Yeah, that's a great point by you because we saw that opening night versus Kansas City. We saw that this previous Sunday down in Tampa Bay, and you can best believe at M and T Bank Stadium. There are going to be some Hawaiian blue people out there in their Detroit Lions gear rooting on their team. Most important game they played in a long, long time. That game at 1 o'clock Eastern time between the Ravens and the Lions. Late that night, you got the Eagles hosting the Miami Dolphins. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. So Saquon Barkley and his love Friday show plenty of love to the New York Giants who have not shown him any love when it comes to getting a long-term contract. Even with all of that, he still does not want to be traded by the deadline which is 11 days away. No, I mean, that never crossed my mind. Obviously, I've been public and vocal about how I feel about this organization and uh, where I want to be. But like I said, um, knowing the business and seeing that side of it, there's a lot of things that I can't control. So um, sitting here, everyone knows how I feel. Knowing everyone knows I don't want to get traded. Or I mean, I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to get traded anywhere. It's not an easy thing to do. you got to move. I have a family. Uh, I would love to be here. But like I said, it's not in my control. My focus is to be the leader I can be for the team and try to get this thing on the right track. In the in the line of business, that is the worst business leverage move that you can have. When you tell your employer, especially when Saquon Barkley's from New Jersey, that I don't want to be traded. I want to stay here. I know you guys disrespect me by not giving me that long-term contract, but you can disrespect me again because I don't want to leave. I got too much going on here. It is maybe the worst leverage move. I understand it from Saquon Barkley, but in terms of leverage, that is the worst move that you can put it out there by saying, I don't want to go anywhere. I like it here, even though I know you guys don't like me like me like you should. I, I agree with you, Freddie, because you can not want to be traded from somewhere. But I think also at the same time when you've had these discrepancies with the organization and y'all not being on the same page when it comes to a contract, there are certain things also you got to be careful and watch what you're saying uh-huh. before you're, you know, you get back to those drawing boards again. Right. And Absolutely. I and I understand where Saquon's coming from, because when you're from the area, I play for my hometown team. So I, I know. Uh-huh. And w- when I was, you know, got released from the Falcons, I wasn't going far away from home because I, I'm, I was just a family oriented human being. Got so it. I understand where he's coming from, wanting to be home and close to family and close to where you grew up and you have a family now and you don't want to, you know, shift those people off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is a business, mm-hmm. right? You don't have no, no trade clause in your contract and these organizations, they can do just about anything they want to do when you don't have those type of things. Right. But from a, you know, going back and forth tactic when it comes to you getting paid and getting your money, certain things just don't say out loud. Right. Keep and, it to yourself. Yeah, but, but I, I'll tell you what, if I'm a team and I heard that, and I believe Saquon Barkley can help me get closer to the championship or be that missing piece to be a championship team, I'm knocking on the door of the Giants and thinking, how much is it going to take? Because apparently – why would you put that out there if someone did not give you any inkling to believe that you could possibly be traded on Halloween? If Saquon Barkley knew he was not going to be traded, there's no way he's pleading his case to not be traded. He literally put it out there in that 32-second bite that we heard to say, I don't want to go anywhere. I like it here. I know you guys don't like me as much, but this is my home. This is where I want to be. Why would he put that out there unsolicited if he didn't have any kind of belief or heard something in an organization that maybe, just maybe, his services could be available 11 days from now, Harry, in the trading deadline at 4 o'clock on October 31st. The Ravens can use them. Buffalo Bills could use them. Keep going. Those are two playoff teams right there off the bat that can mm-hmm. utilize the skill set of a Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. run game and pass game. And for the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, it will continue to force them 
to let the run game be a part of your offense so you take that much pressure off of Josh Allen. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a tricky situation in Gotham. And Lamar Jackson in the backfield? Him and Josh Allen in the backfield. Oh, I know, you're right. <laughs> Him Both and Patrick Mahomes in the backfield. Imagine Lord have in that backfield, yeah, exactly. Ear me now. Yeah. <laughs> Call them now. Call the Giants now. Mr. Cleo wants to know who's the bidder when it comes to Saquon Barkley if the hey. price is right. Nah, 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 nah. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry. Keep weighing in as always at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who wins the big games this weekend involving the Lions and the Ravens and also the Eagles taking on the Miami Dolphins? But each and every game, especially certain games, they have questions and they have answers. Lucky for you, we're here to take care of both on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Call me now for your free tarot reading. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. In your diary. Love Friday. Only happens here on Freddie and Harry. Got my man Harry Douglas together with me, Freddie Coleman, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. So we know you got plenty of questions and answers. Lucky for you, we are here to handle both. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby, give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Oh, there you go. Get a little bass flow going to make sure that anything you need questioned or anything you need answered, that's what we are here for. Let's get it started with. Chargers at Chiefs. Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? Well, what do I know about the Chargers is last week they blew an opportunity. Justin Herbert missed a wide-open Keaton Allen twice on double moves, and their margin for error is very, very thin. Mm -hmm. This is a must-win, in my opinion, for the Los Angeles Chargers. What I want to see, I want to see this team collectively put a solid game together because I don't think they have done that this entire season. Beating the Chiefs. No, no, no. The, oh, the Chargers. Chargers. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? I, I don't think the chart – we've seen that from the Chargers. Not a, the Chiefs and their offense haven't, you know, been the juggernaut that we've seen in, in years past. But I think for the Chargers as well, though, like, they've been struggling across the board. Right. And I think, you know, different sides of the ball have been taking their turns, and it's been the worst moments that they're taking their turns doing it. So Here's what I know. The Chargers ain't beating the Chiefs. <laughs> Here's what I want to see. The Chiefs look like a complete team. That's what I know. That's what I want to see. Bills at Patriots. What do you know? What do you want to see? I know Josh Allen is that dude, and you can't put the handcuffs on this young man because you know great things come out of most of the time, most of the stuff that he does at the quarterback position. What I want to see is New England. Can can you fight? Ooh, can you fight? Yeah, you got to fight, man. You got to have some pride in yourself. You can't let things continue to look the way it's been looking all season long. So yeah. fight hard, man. Yeah, here's what I know. Mac Jones will look like a robot because he's got way too many cooks in the kitchen stirring the broth. He's going to look like a robot. That's what I know. What I can't wait to see, what kind of name your score game this could be. The Bills are going to let everybody know this is still our division. 
It used to be their division. This used to be their playground, but now it's the Buffalo Bills playground. They're not going to let the Patriots believe for one second that they're going to take that back. Falcons at Buccaneers. What do you know? What do you want to see? I know Desmond Ritter is the reason why the Falcons. I don't know why y'all guys want to do this game right now. That was not the next one on the list, but it's okay, guys. We'll get to it. I, I, Desmond I call, Ritter. I called an audible. <laughs> Red 59 Razor. Red 59 Razor. I called an audible. I know Desmond Ritter has a lot of heat on him right now at the moment, um, but I think he's going to be able to get it together, guys. I really do. Okay. Now, what I want to see in this matchup, mm-hmm. I want to see how Tampa Bay recovers from that loss last week versus the Detroit Lions because they got beat up pretty bad. Right. But also I want to see can the Atlanta Falcons and their offense, what they're going to be able to do versus the defense, the front seven right. of Tampa Bay. Because I think when I look at the Falcons offense, it, if there's been any Achilles heel, it's been the inconsistency from Des- Desmond at the quarterback p- position, yeah. but also that offensive line not being its greatest at moments too. Yeah. Here's what I know. Both of these quarterbacks will combine for at least five touchdowns and only one interception. Desmond Ritter's going to play better, and Baker Mayfield's going to play better based on last week. They will rebound. That's what I know. What I can't wait to see, if the Buccaneers back four can make plays. Jared Goff, it looked like a seven-on-seven camp where he destroyed that Tampa Bay secondary. He was given it any time they wanted to, and they had to take it, period, end of story. I can't wait to see if they can bounce back from that when it comes to the Buccaneers and their secondary. Commanders at Giants. What do you know? What do you want to see? This is the one I've been I was waiting to get to. I don't know why we got to it so late, but I do know why. I Devin called Kane an Shannon Penn. No, no, don't blame them. I called an audible. Okay, I did you that to you. You wanted to get to the Falcons. Okay. You wanted to get to I my I did Falcons. this to you. I did this to you. <laughs> Um, I'll say for the commanders, you got to look at where you're sitting right now in the AFC. If we're talking about playoff hunt right now, I know it's early in the season, yeah. but they're eighth. So they're right in the thick of things. Right. You can't afford to lose a game to the Giants mm-hmm. and, and let them mess. You already lost one to the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. It can't be two teams you lose to this season yep. that a lot of people don't have hopes for talk in talk. 2023. So that's what I want to see. What I do know is that the New York Giants aren't a good football team, and it's going to continue to be that way the rest of the season. Yeah, Here's what I know based on what you just said. The quote the great Reese Davis from College Game Day, the New York Giants are ungood. And I don't know if they're going to be able to reverse that. Whether Daniel Jones plays or not, this is a football team that has been a sad sack football team. And I warned everybody about that. It was not going to be the same thing as last year. That's what I know. What I want to see is this commander's team. They believe in Sam Howell. But how much do they really believe in him? How much do they have faith that he is the guy, that they don't need to go out and get a guy in free agency or in the draft next year? I can't wait to see if he can stack another terrific performance like he did last week against your Falcons when he had three touchdown passes, completed over 65% of his passes, and did not have one interception in that game. That's what For I For some see. reason, I don't remember that game. Also, now you got convenient amnesia? Yeah, also, I don't remember it. Also, also now the clouds are in your brain. <laughs> What kind of clouds could be there for Ohio State as they try to make sure Penn State does not beat them in the shoe? That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We take him until 4.30 Eastern time before Game 5 of the American League Championship Series involving Texas versus Houston. That series now tied at two after Houston lost the first two at home, but they won the last two in Texas. And don't forget the road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio, all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But each and every Friday around this time, we always love when Sam Acho, the Sam Acho ESPN football analyst, He's going to do that before we get to our picks against our ESPN radio brethren. That comes up in about 10 minutes. We were talking about this, Sam, before you came into the building. Were you able to sit down? If not now, when? If not who? Not then when it comes to Penn State playing Ohio State. They've circled this game saying, yeah, this is the one. We believe in going to Columbus, Ohio, and do that. 
I don't know if I believe it, but they may have swayed me. What about you? How did they sway you and when? They just look like a different team. They really they look like a more confident team. They expect to win this game. I thought plenty of other years they were hoping they were could they could win. They were wishing they could win. They believed but did not believe. They expect that they can go to Ohio State and win this ball game tomorrow. I'm hoping. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> That's not the way you want to start. Let me clear my throat. Penn State's offense needs to show up. Absolutely. Period. Their defense, I expect them to show up. They're statistically one of the top three defenses in college football. Mind you, they've played one of the easiest schedules mm-hmm. in college football, as has Michigan. I think Michigan's the only Power 5 team, if I'm not mistaken, that's played an easier schedule than them. Right. The only top 50 offense they've played is West Virginia in week one. So defense, I think they're good. I'm just saying that what are some of the right. statistics. Bring context. I get it. Offensively, though, last week they played UMass. Remember, oh, are you going to air it out? Hey, what are you at? You know, you got mad about that question. They tried to air it out. didn't work. They missed on some wide-open passes down the field. Okay. A lot of check downs. All I'm saying is this. <laughs> that offense – I don't even think the offense needs to needs. I don't even think the passing game needs to step up per okay. se. Right. Take it there because I, I, that's where I was going to go. Take it. I know where you're going. I okay. think. I think really more so what needs to happen is they need to stick to their identity. There like you go. they don't turn the ball over. Drew Aller hasn't thrown a pick all season long. Double digit touchdowns, no picks. Okay. So don't try to be something you're not. Someone was saying, oh, maybe they're trying to save. You know, their downfield passing attack for Ohio State. No, be who you are. Don't play play defense. Don't turn the ball over. This is a team in Ohio State that has been up and down this year. Even even there's a lot of injuries. Some of the backs are injured. Right. Mecca Buka got some injury stuff. Yes, Marvin Harrison is playing, but you have Kalen King on the other side who can shut him down. And so if you're Penn State, you know, that's all you'd be doing too much. Don't do too much. <laughs> like, don't do too much. Play sound football. Don't turn the ball over. Last year when Ohio State played Michigan, Defensively, Ohio State did too much. Yes, they did. They tried to pressure J.J. McCarthy. Yep. Oh, he can't throw the ball. And all of a sudden, there was, I think, five plays over – maybe six plays over 69 mm-hmm. yards, or at least four over 69, mm-hmm. maybe six plays over 50. Like, it, got a, it was just a bad look for a really good defense. Don't make the mistake that Ohio State made and okay. be like – you know what I mean? And, and try to, like, act out of character. And hopefully Ohio State won't make the same mistake twice. Man, Drew Aller, you know, let's pressure him because he can't throw it. And all of a sudden, he, you get one-on-one, you miss a couple tackles. So my point is this. If not now, when? But I think that I think that Ohio State needs this win more than Penn State in the bigger picture. Because, okay, Penn State wins, Jane Franklin, all oh, you won. But I think Ohio State mm-hmm. is really the team that's saying, man, we want to go and – we lost to Michigan back-to-back years. Right. We want to go and win in the playoff, go and win a championship. We have the defense to do it. Our quarterback, we're still trying to hope that he kind of gets it together. But I think I think Ohio State needs it more just in the grand context, the, the bigger context, the grand scheme of things because of because of what their aspirations are. I'm sure Penn State has the same aspirations, but historically speaking, they haven't been able to achieve those not only against Ohio State, but against Michigan too. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Sam, really because is. when I look at Ohio State, right, the last two years in the regular season, right, it was Michigan that had those dominating victories over them, not barely beating them in a dominating fashion. So when I look at this game and I look at Penn State's offensive line, in which coming into the season was supposed to be, you know, one of the top ones, dominating. Mm-hmm. And you have Katron Allen and you have Nicholas Singleton. This is a game I'm, I'm wondering if, if I'm Penn State, do I look at some of those old things? And I look at some of what – you know, Notre Dame was able to do rushing the ball wise. And do we have to control that line of scrimmage and let these two running backs? And it's a part of what you're saying, right? Don't get out of character. Like, understand what your identity is. And does, you know, Aller have to make plays? Yes, every quarterback does. But if you're able to control the line of scrimmage from the offensive line standpoint and your two running backs are able to get off, now that offense of Ohio State, that's less time of those guys being on the football field, and now you're controlling the clock and things are in your control, in which we've seen the last two years, that has been a Achilles heel for Ohio State when teams are able to lean on them and beat them up from a physical standpoint, Sam. But will Drew Aller, the quarterback for Penn State, be willing to take those risks down the field? That's the big question. Because sometimes in the NFL, you say, okay, you know this better than any of us, Harry. One yard probably of separation is open. Maybe even half a yard in the NFL is open. If I'm maybe I don't know if you know a yard, half a yard, whatever. College, you know, probably three, four yards is where you really want to think they're open. Yep. He has to be willing to take those risks, 
even if it's only a yard or two of separation, rather than it being wide open. I, I And I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, right? You have to go be willing, but they've been able to win without it. Mm-hmm. My, my point is, if the opportunity presents itself and Ohio State is playing you tight and man-to-man and all these things, and you have just a window of separation for the receiver, will he be able to thread the needle or not? And I'm not saying it comes down to that because, like I said, lean on the run. But if it does, that's that's – that's got to be a question that's got to be answered. And I also think that's that's the problem that college quarterbacks have when they're transitioning to the National Football League, right? Mm-hmm. They have to see things open Bro. versus throwing with <laughs> anticipation. Bro, all the you watch you watch tape just like me. You watch co- all the co- the college game. I'm not blaming anybody, but it's huh, and then you look to the sideline. A whole team looks offense. What are we what player are we running? What uh, defense yep. are they in? Right. Right? You look to the sideline and say, "Oh, okay, they're in this defense. Okay, here's the play." And I think in the NFL, it's not always like that. Some NFL programs, because you have the, the headphone area that, you know, you quickly get up and, you know, they, they give you a play. But I don't know. I, I just look at that. I'm like, man, it's probably hard to transition to the NFL if you're being babied is not the right word. Handicapped. Yeah. If you're being like. <laughs> I think baby and handicap worked. Yeah. yeah. If mm-hmm. you're being, it's like if somebody's holding your hand in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, that's not a Drew Aller specific conversation. That's a, no, it's college football in, yes. in, overall. Right. No doubt about that. Great stuff by Sam Acho. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Speaking of quarterbacks, how much was Caleb Williams really exposed last week versus Notre Dame? The USC quarterback. That's a leading question. How much was? <laughs> of course it is. Gun was loaded, ready, aim, fire. Uh, so. Notre Dame's defense is good. Yes, and athletic. And athletic. And their corners are good and athletic. Benjamin Morrison, a name y'all need to know, one of the best corners in all college football. Last year as a freshman at six picks. This year, I might be shortchanging him out of that seven, at six. This year, I think he's already got two, maybe three, if I'm not mistaken. He shut down Marvin Harrison Jr. when Notre Dame played them. Absolutely. So, so that's part A. Part B was, I mean, he, they, they did get embarrassed. I don't know if exposed is the right word to say because I think I – think, Man, they got another battle. They play U. They play Utah. Utah beat them twice mm-hmm. last year. But I, I don't think the exposed is the right word. I think what happened was, like he just met a team that was ready for everything they had. Like he met a team that is coached just as good on the defensive side of the ball as they are on the offensive side of the ball. He met a team that had just as much talent on the defensive side of the ball as USC has on the offensive side of the ball. So he was guilty of trying to do too much then. Not really. It was strength meets strength. Okay, and then he got sacked what five, six times. Some of those picks were bad picks, you know, and some there there were some bad decisions he made throughout the year. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show. Man, Caleb Williams, like he's you know a generational mm-hmm. can't miss, but there's some maturity that needs to happen. not maturity, but as from a play from a play perspective, some growth, and I think right. we saw some of that when he played Notre Dame. Now, when when you look at this Alabama Tennessee game, Tennessee upset mm-hmm. Alabama a year mm-hmm. ago. That game now is going to be at Alabama in 2023 this weekend. In your opinion, what are some ways that Tennessee can exploit Alabama? Oh, that's a great question. It really is. Because I was like, at Tennessee, in my opinion, it, uh, is going. Alabama, I think, has the upper hand. Me too. Tennessee, I think one of the ways they can exploit them is continue to get after Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow, yeah, bingo. And you said he got, I think, you, five, I think he got sacked, not I think, five sacks last week. Against Arkansas. Against yeah. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Even going into the game, was already been sacked 22 times. So, so when, he's been sacked, I think, 27 times on the year, bingo. which is, I think, tied for fourth in college football. Bingo. And for context, Shadur Sanders, and we know how he's not protected at Colorado, he's been sacked 34 times for context, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Bingo. So I think one way to exploit them is to get pressure on him. But despite that, he's still airing the ball down the field. And so what I would do is I would try to play things deep to short. He's J- Jalen Murrow has gotten so much better in the – intermediary passing game. Yes, he has. He's gotten, I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best in college football. When I think it's eight touchdowns on passes, 20 yards more. I don't know the exact stat, but it's like one of the best when it comes to the deep ball. Intermediate passes, it's been okay, but he's gotten better. If I'm Tennessee, there's got to be a way to be able to, yes, stop the run, but also if the way that Alabama wins is on deep shots, stop the deep shots, play things deep to short, let them try and dink and dunk you and see if they can win that way. And on the other side, Tennessee, you're a running team right now. Yes, you one are. of the best in all of college football, the best in the SEC. So keep on leaning on that running game. I think that's the way. And then you got to take the ball away. Sacks alone aren't enough. Jalen Murrow's a big play waiting to happen. So just the sack, most times when we get a sack, we're going to win the down. Not always. He's throwing it deep. 
or he's avoiding you and running for a first down on third and 16. So you have to be able to, when you get back there, that's what we were taught, you get back there, get the ball. Don't just get the sack. The sack alone isn't enough. Great stuff by Sam Acho, the Sam Acho on Twitter, ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Back into the Big Ten. What is going on with Michigan with this whole deal? It seems that a staffer was filming, going to opposing stadiums for future opponents. It's been going on since 2021. Jim Harbaugh put out a statement saying, I had no knowledge of this. We would cooperate with the investigation. What in the name of Bo Schimbeckler? Is going on the Wolverines in Michigan. Harry, well, I'm here looking at Harry laugh right now because mm-hmm. uh, he talking about he didn't he didn't have no any idea. Boy, man. these coaches. And hey, I just read the statement. Don't don't criticize. <laughs> don't, don't come after the messenger. <laughs> so the, apparently the dude, else, the guy who was doing it, scrubbed it or who was alleged 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 allegations alleged hints, uh, scrubbed his social media. Mm-hmm. Deleted his LinkedIn, Twitter, and even on LinkedIn that he did, that he had, right. it said, "Oh, I'm specialist in you know finding the opponents." Oh, really? In the Navy. He's like a Navy background guy. Okay. Uh, finding, you know, the enemy's weaknesses and exploiting them. This is just what I read on, on Got online. It. Good, on ESPN. It's good incredible intel. source. There's good an article intel. out there. Mm-hmm. So my point is this. And then they've got pictures out there, too, of him on the sideline acting like he's an assistant coach. But he's really, they say, they alleged, alleged, <laughs> um, right? He's, like, looking at their signals, alleged, mm-hmm. and reporting that to the coaches. So they can call the play. So allegedly, he's been going to the games, yeah. which is not allowed. It's allowed. To, you know, you watch film, you watch tape, you study, whatever. Everybody's scouting. Absolutely. But what's not allowed in NCAA rules is to actually physically go to other teams' games or practices when you're not playing them, and to scout, spy, whatever you want to say, whatever you do. So he was doing that alleged, alleged, <laughs> and and then he was coming back, and when the game was going on, he's, he's his only job, mm-hmm. allegedly was to look at the other opponent while you're on the sideline, look at their coaches doing the signals, and then you match that with what you've seen. Okay. And, of course, you do the work. You watch that. You watch the tape. You say, when they do this signal, they have this call. This is man. This is zone. This is cover three. This is cover two. So you're watching it in real time, and you're walking down the sideline, alleged, but there are pictures. <laughs> and you're telling and you're telling the coaches, hey, this is this is this, this is this is that. And then yeah. they call the right play. Michigan got the number one. Michigan, Michigan defense had forced four turnovers last week. Right. They had two pick sixes the week before. Right. They've been one of the best defenses. Mm-hmm. And that ain't alleged. Yeah. So yeah. so all I'm saying is this. I think I should stop. Let me stop. <laughs> by, Michigan, but, 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 by, by, by Michigan did suspend kind of stallions, the alleged person amid this NCAA investigation. I think that's put Harry in complete silence. <laughs> no, no, no. Because uh, what, what what I was going to say is that, um, like, we know the NFL game, and they send people on the road to you know scout the other team and the opponent or whatnot. Sam, I did not know it was a rule that you can't do things like that, and and, I, and it's I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. When, you know, we have been involved in the National Football League, and I understand college is college and the NFL is the NFL, but I would think naturally people would understand that, okay, someone is going to a game, even though they're not playing the opponent and scouting them and trying to get the best advantage possible. Yeah, I hear you, but I, what I, my piece is this. If you're going to the game and your only job is to steal, I mean, I don't want to use words that are like loaded words, but yeah. to like – steal their signals to find out what their signals are like when you watch the game tape here you watch it freddie you've watched game tape before they have the the sideline view they have the view from up in the box Mm -hmm. and on that game tape that players watch and coaches watch you could see the coaches doing the signals but there are people who were signed to hold up big old cardboard like blank cards blank like eight by 11 i don't know how big they are 20 feet by whatever i don't know to block the signals from being seen yeah so if your only job is to go to the game solely to steal the signals of the opponent than to go home, go and rewatch the game and match the signals with, because you still have the game tape, you still have the TV copy, whatever, match the signals with what you saw. And then your job continues to be to go to the sideline, wear a hat like you're not, you know, have an 8 by 11 <laughs> 7 by 11 card. And then, yeah, I need to stop. I need to stop. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, and then be telling, yeah, let me stop. Okay. And, and then be telling the coaches, hey, this is, oh, this is the signal. I mean, I get it. NFL, they, they, I've, we had coaches that, hey, hey, man, this team, they steal signals. I don't right. know. I'm not, I'm not going to name the team. I don't remember what team it was. But our coaches like, hey, no signals this game. Only verbal communication. Or better yet, let's try wristbands. Because we knew that. Right. I mean, it's the NFL. I don't know. But but in college, the rule is scout. There's gamesmanship. All that stuff. Do it all. Watch the tape. See what you can get. But, but to physically go to their game or practice, 
right? When I was in yeah, college, the, pra- the, pra- the practice that that yeah. see, that why, should be why, off limits. Stop there, right? Yeah. If you can go to the game yeah, and true. sit in the sit in the stands and only and get and just why not go to practice and why not? I mean, why why not, why stop there? Mm-hmm. That's my thing. If that's what the rule says, then then and you're breaking it, and you knowingly you and then now you fire the I don't know, put him on leave. Yeah, he's alleged, on leave. And then he's pay, scrub, by the way, and then scrubs his social media. I'm just saying, something's a little fishy to me. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to be in Tokyo. Exactly. What would we do? I don't get it. What would we be doing in Tokyo? Vacation. <laughs> Let me get away from this nonsense. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with it. He'll have like his Snickers and I'm everything like that. I want to get away as far as that goes. That's what you're saying? I'm yeah, on vacay. <laughs> Always Can't a pleasure, Sam, you. man. Thank you so much, man. We'll do it again next Friday. Awesome. Thank you. Great stuff by Sam Acho, ESPN Football. And it's like we mentioned, great follow on. Twitter at the Sam Ocho, and we, and we can tell you this, he's not scrubbing anything on social media because he's not going to be allegedly doing anything that's going to be wrong. Don't forget about college football action tomorrow night. USC will try to bounce back. They host Utah, who beat them not once but twice last year, including in the Pac-12 championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Cards begins at 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. So we have the room. Meaning that Shannon Penn, Mark Morales, as well as Devin Kane, they're going to make sure that we do right like we did last week. Because last week we were 3-0. and We had an undefeated week. We had had one of those undefeated weeks in a long time. So, Harry, as it stands right now, Carlin versus Joe, they're 14-4. and They're in first place. Game night led by Q Myers, they're 13-5 and in second place. We're now a game behind second and only two games behind first at 12-6. and On Sportsmanlike, they're breaking even. They're 9-9. Nine and nine. Amber and Ian, they're seven eleven, and poor Greeny, and I say the tongue in cheek, poor Greeny, five and thirteen, bringing up the rear. So we got three games, part of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge Week Seven. We start the biggest game early. Lions at Ravens. All right, so the Ravens are a three point favorite. Now, Harry, do you want us to go last, or do you want the staff to go last? How, how do you want to work this so we all on the same page? Yeah, let the staff go first. Okay, sounds good. Mark Morales. All right, Ravens three point favorite against the Lions. What, what say you, brother? All right, this is one of the argument one of the best games of the weekend. The Lions are hot, man. Going into this five and one, mm-hmm. I'm going Detroit. Okay, Devin Kane, what say you? I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah. So give me the points. I'm going with Lions. Okay, Shannon Penn, what you got? I'll take Lamar and the Ravens. All right, I all think right. they can put up some points here. Okay, Harry Douglas, what about you? I'm going Ravens because I think Lamar is going to be the chess piece. He's going to be able to be Houdini, Superman, whatever you want to call him, right. Spider Man, Batman. <laughs> he he going he's going to be that on Sunday. I'm going Ravens. Okay, so I got to break the tie. I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm taking the Lions in this one. I think the Lions will find a way to get this done with their running game and Jared Goff making plays and Lamar Jackson may have a drop or two against his completion percentage. So I think the the Lions find a way to win this one so people can talk and continue to talk more about them. Steelers at Rams. Rams are a three-point favorite. Mark Morales started off again. All right, I'm going to go Rams here. Uh-huh. I just don't trust this. I don't trust uh, the Kenny Pickett right now. He's just not really playing up to par. Okay. All right, Devin Kane, what about you? I'm going to go Rams at home. Home field advantage, I'm going to go Rams here. Okay. Shannon Penn, are you going to make it three for three? No, I actually like the Steelers here to really? uh, to cover. Okay. Right? Did I say that right? Yeah, yes, you did. Steelers right. to cover. I got it right. They're right. three point okay. underdog. Welcome to betting betting fundamentals. <laughs> Harry Douglas, what about you? I'm going Rams. I like the addition back. Well, not addition. He's coming back or he's been back right. uh, the last week in yeah. Cooper Cup. So that uh, dynamic duel between him and Nakua. I think Matthew Stafford's going to be able to get it done. Yeah, Matthew Stafford's been terrific. I'm with the, the guys when it comes to the Rams. Sorry about that. Can't take the steals. I'm with you, Mark. Can't trust Kenny Pickett. Can't trust that offense that has been slim shady all the time so far in the first part of the season. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Mark Morales, what's going to happen in Philadelphia on Sunday night? All right, well, after last week where the Eagles soiled themselves against my Jets. Soiled themselves? <laughs> I'm wow. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going Aggressive. Dolphins. Wow. <laughs> I'm going Dolphins. Aggressive. Here. Devin King, what about you? <laughs> I think this is part – I think this is going to be a close game, and I'm really hopeful it's a good and close game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the points. Give me Dolphins. Okay. Shannon Penn? What, Mark, who'd you go with? He went the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. And, and you went the Dolphins as well? Yeah, he did. Yeah, they did. Give me the Eagles. Okay. All right, here we go. E-A-G-L-E-S, E-A-G-L-E-S Eagle. Harry Douglas, what you got, my friend? Man, I just talked to the Eagles head trainer, Jerome Reed. Jerome and Rome in the house. My boy, Julio Jones. 
Guess what, y'all? I just let it burn like the end of a Philly. I'm going with the Eagles, baby. Man, another tiebreaker led by me. Fred, it's on you. Yeah, it is. I'm going Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. I think going into that building, they've heard all that. What's wrong with you guys? They're like, wait a minute. Aren't we 5-1? and one? You're treating us like we're a 1-5 and five team yeah, or like an 0-16. Exactly, really? like a redheaded stepchild. They, they've yeah. had enough of that foolishness. They're going to ride the way with the Phillies been able to do. And what James Harden is not going to do for Philadelphia 76 is that be a winning team. I think the Eagles get this done in front of their building. It's going to be a fantastic Sunday night. I think the Eagles wind up getting this done when it's all said and done. Uh, ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge Week 7 Picks brought to you by Traeger. Traeger is awesome, and let us tell you why. This Saturday, enjoy the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. What's going to be the best? I'll, I'll go around the room. What's going to be the best game between Lions and Ravens or Dolphins and Eagles? Mark, what about you? I'm going to say Dolphins and Eagles. I think that'll be the best game of the weekend. Okay, Devin Kane. I agree with Mark there. Okay, sounds good. Shannon Penn? You know what? I'm going to go the other way. I go Lions and Ravens. Like okay. it's a really statement game for the Lions here. Mm-hmm. Like we should, we we here now. Okay, uh, Harry. What about you? I think from a fireworks standpoint, I think it's going to be the Dolphins and Eagles. But from right. a physicality standpoint, yeah. it's going to be the Lions and Ravens. So you gave us two, in other words. Yeah, d- d- like I said, pick one. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to go Dolphins and Eagles. See, was that so hard? <laughs> no. <laughs> was that so bad? Stop it. There's no pause there. No. Stop that. That's pause. far as that goes. You know, I think it's going to be Dolphins Eagles. I think that's going to be a game that comes down to the final five minutes. I can see the same thing with the Lions and Ravens, but I think it's going to be a little bit different because I think a little bit's more at stake between the Dolphins and the Eagles. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the baseball you're going to see with the playoff games happening in the National League Championship Series and the American League Championship Series. Two out-of-sight matches in college football, Alabama, Tennessee, and Penn State and Ohio State. And then the NFL Sunday will recap everything on Monday right here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the mighty ESPN Radio. But Game 5, the American League Championship Series coming up. That series is tied at two between the Rangers and the Astros. Have a good weekend. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.